0: And then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God. How many of y'all know when you invite God into the situation, things begin to change? See, God has a plan and he has a purpose. He has a destination. He has a destiny for each and every one of us individually. See, the Bible says, I know the plans that I have for you, thus says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to give you a hope in the future, not to harm you. And Jesus said, hey, I've come to give you life and life abundantly. But like like I like to say, life more abundantly. See, how many of us have tried to step out of that old life? How many of us have tried to step out of bondage? How many of us have tried to step out of addiction? How many of us have tried to step out of alcoholism? How many of us have, to step, have tried to step out of an abusive relationship? How many of us have tried to step out of that old life just to find ourselves right back in it? You see, Peter, Peter was a fisherman, right? He was comfortable on that boat, see that's what Peter did he was a fisherman every day day in and day out he was on that boat he was comfortable there that is what he did that was his livelihood I know sometimes he probably slept on that boat I know he probably ate on that boat played cards on that boat looked at Facebook on that boat I know he was all up on that boat and he was comfortable there that was him sometimes we get so comfortable with that old life no matter how many times we've tried to step out we sank how many times do you think Peter tried to step out of that boat onto that water and he sank he's a fisherman now and every single day he stepped out of that boat how many times do you think he stepped out of that boat and his foot touched the bottom of that water every single time so when Peter stepped out of the boat this time, he stepped out on God's word. He stepped out on faith. See, he had to forget everything he knew about stepping out of the boat. <laughs> See, for me, when I came into the home, I had tried getting help. I had tried to stop. I had tried to quit lying. I tried to get that needle out of my arm. I tried to be a better father. I tried, I tried, I tried. Everything within my own strength and my own ability and my own wisdom, I tried to stop. But I couldn't. But it wasn't until Jesus Christ, till he called me, I had to forget everything I knew about this to forget everything I knew about me being a failure because everything I'd ever done I had failed miserably I had to forget about that I had to forget about that let me tell you something Peter did not step out of that boat until Jesus said come Peter did not step out of that boat until Jesus said come you better be careful what you stepping into because if Jesus didn't call you to do that, you better not do it. Yeah. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you so much for what you're about to do tonight, Lord God. For the lives that are about to change. For the revelation of the purpose that you have for each and every one of us tonight, Lord God. Fill us up. You said that you'll supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory, Lord God. And you know exactly what we need in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. Yeah. I know y'all can do better than that. Give him some praise. Hey, yeah. right, if this story sounds a little familiar to y'all, give him some praise again. Yeah. There's one thing I know, and one thing I know for a fact, man. Everybody in here have hey, gone through some stuff. And there's another thing I know for a fact that God has a plan for your life. I promise you, He does. Man, I'm blessed, man. I am super-duper blessed. And it's not because of the things I have. It's because I have direction in my life now. See, I'm called by God. See, he called me to step out of that boat. He called me to something great. But see, I'm going to tell you what it took. It took for me, man, to to step out on faith. Because, see, I was living a life that I was so familiar with. I was living a life that I was so familiar with. I was familiar with getting a job, but not only was I familiar with getting a job, man, I was familiar with doing drugs. I was familiar with, and I got comfortable with living like that, man. That's the bad thing about it. I was comfortable being a drug addict. As a matter of fact, I was almost okay with it. I was almost okay with it. Separated from my family, and I was almost okay with that. I had got to a point, to such a low point in my life, I was okay with the sad life that I was living. And I didn't even care what anybody thought about me. See, when Peter stepped out of that boat that night right there, see, Peter stepped over the edge of that boat and he stepped out of that boat, and he was, he was full of faith. Because let me tell you something. When you're stepping out into the thing that God has for your life, man, you better have some faith. As yeah. a matter of fact, you've got to have some faith. Yeah. Man, we do this thing in Proverbs where we say we uh, walk by faith and not by sight. When you in here and you're doing this thing and you're living for the Lord, man, you ain't got no choice but to walk by faith and not by sight. But I'm going to tell you something. The ride is going to be wild, and it's going to be exciting. But I can promise you this. There is going to be some suffering, and there is going to be some distraction coming. This thing ain't for free, like my brother Elliot say. You ain't going to do nothing in the kingdom of God for free. Nothing. It's always going to come with a price. It's always going to come with some suffering. It's always going to come with some distractions. God is calling you, man, to do the impossible. And sometimes, like I said, we get so comfortable with the old life that we were living, no matter how many times we've tried to step out of that, man, we've sank. We've sank so many times. Now, see, Peter was walking on the water, right? He's walking on the water. Man, I can only imagine how it is to be walking on water. You know what I'm saying? Just think if you was on Facebook, you would have over a kajillion likes. You would be been a went viral. As a matter of fact, YouTube would be sending you a paycheck. Uh-uh, you think like, I'm playing? I'm, I'm serious. They will actually send you a paycheck when you become a YouTube star. <laughs> I'm dead serious. So he's so he's walking on the water, right? He's walking on the water. Then next thing you see, you, he sees these big old waves coming at him. He sees these big old waves coming at him. Now the waves, the waves are going to represent distraction. And then the word goes on to say that he became terrified terrified is discouragement see when you get to thinking about the trials when you get to thinking about the addiction when you get to thinking about the problems with your family with your children when you get to thinking about your marriage when you get to thinking about your finances when you get to thinking about all that stuff right there you become discouraged yeah pastor Raymond preached a sermon on this one time and it was one of the most impactful sermons that I'd ever heard in my life Dis- uh, 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 distraction then discouragement and then this is what happened right here and the result is he began to sink right there that is doubt First comes distraction. Then comes discouragement because you're going to sit there and you're going to think about it. And then comes the doubt. You don't think you can do it. You don't think it could be done. You don't think you're ever going to change. You don't think that your situation's ever going to change. You don't think that your circumstances is ever going to change. You don't think that your husband is ever going to change. You don't think that anything is ever going to change. Now you are doubting and you know, when you begin to doubt, you out of there. I've seen many of them walk out. Walk out of the will of God, man, because they start to doubt, because they've gotten distracted over what somebody has said, over what somebody did, and then they get to thinking about it, and then they get thinking about it, and then they discourage, and then they start to doubt. Man, I don't even know if I'm called to do this. Man, I doubt if I'm even called to do this. God is calling you, each and every one of you, to do the impossible, man. He's calling you to walk on water. something that you cannot do on your own he's calling you to do something you can't do on your own if you can do it on your own i promise you it's not even him calling you it's not even him calling you if you can do it on your own see this is what paul said uh i have a thorn in my flesh lord will you please take this thorn out of my flesh three different times he asked jesus or the lord to take the thorn out of his flesh and the lord said no he said for my grace is sufficient My power works best in weakness. So Paul goes on to say, that's why I boast in my weakness. Because why I am weak? And a lot of people get this mixed up. They say, where I am weak, he is strong. But no, what the text says is, where I am weak, I am strong. Where I am weak, I am strong. And see, what God is calling you to do, he already knows. Look, what he's calling you to do, you're going to need him to do it. Because he's going to give you the measure of grace that you need in order to accomplish what he has set out for you to accomplish. There's three things that you need to do in order to get to the assigned destination that God has for you. See, Peter had an assigned destination, right? But he didn't make it. But I will give Peter his, what I say Paul or Peter, anyways, Peter, <laughs> Peter had an assigned destination. And I give Peter his props. I, I give him his props because I'm not going to be in the middle of any lake, in any boat, in any storm, stepping out over the edge of that lake, going to any of y'all. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not going to. But I'ma give him his props. See, many are called, but few are chosen. See, there was 12 of them in that boat. 12 of them could have stepped out of that boat, but guess what? Only one of them did. Only one of them chose to step out of that boat. Many are called, but few are chosen. How many of y'all are called? All of y'all are called, but how many of you are gonna choose to accept the call? Number one, number one now, you must know that God is the one calling you. Get this. Jesus insisted, right? He insisted that the disciples go out there in the lake. He insisted. Now, we're talking about Jesus now. He knows there's a storm. He knows there's a storm. But I think what he was trying to do is he was trying to show them um, what they were capable of doing if they just stay focused on him. See, God has chosen you for greatness. See, in Jeremiah chapter 1, 5 through 6, the word of the Lord reads, he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I set you apart. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. He said, I have appointed you for greatness. Each and every one of you. He said, I knew you before you was formed. Before you was formed, I knew you. I knew you before you was even thought of. I knew you before you were even conceived, is what he's saying. He said, I knew you before you even took your first step, before your mama even held you for the first time, before your daddy even looked down at you and cried. He said, "I knew you." Is what he said. He said, "I knew you," and not only did I know, do I, did I know you? But I've called you. He says, "I've called you. I've called you before you were even formed. I called you before you ever touched a joint. I called you before you ever stuck a needle in your arm." He said, "I called you before you ever robbed somebody. I called you before you ever killed somebody." He says, "I've called you," but you got to believe this and you got to embrace this. You gotta embrace this, he has called you individually. Everybody say, he called me. He called me. 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 Come on, somebody. He's called you. He's called you, man, before you was even born. Or he's even formed, he had a purpose that he had specifically for you, man. Specifically for you. There's a purpose over here, right? And he said, I'm going to create this fine young gentleman over here, and I got this for him over here. This is the purpose that I have for him. See, there's a whole bunch of drug addicts out there that's hurting. There's a whole bunch of people that's lost over here. So I'm going to create a young man named Trent. I'm going to create a young man like Joe. I'm going to create a young man like Elliot. I'm going to create them. See, that's the purpose that, that I've created them for. To reconcile those that are lost back to the Father. See, that's what I've created you for that's what you're called to do, and I've and I've called you before you was even born, before I before I before you was even formed in the womb, I knew you, and I've called you. I've called you if you sitting in here, you're called. I promise you, if you're here, you are called, yes, but you're the one, the choice is yours. He's not gonna force you to do nothing, and I'm sure not gonna force you to do nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to number two man number two this is the second thing you need to do first thing you needed to do was you needed to you must know that God is the one calling you number two you must step out of that old way of thinking Amen. that old stinking thinking of yours you know you don't think right quit, you, quit trying to think about everything you overthinking stuff, underthinking stuff? All I want to tell you is, look, man, look, man, you know you're not that good at thinking, so you need to quickly. I think it's time for me to, oh, my. As soon as I say, hey, Ken, I think, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Here we, here we go again. Oh, my goodness. No good and well. he's no good at thinking. We need to step out of that old way of thinking, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 17, The word Lord reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, how many of y'all are in Christ? How many of y'all are in Christ? Come on, somebody. They are a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things, all things, all things are made new. So the way that you think should be made new, man. Them failures that you had when you was younger? Man, you need to forget about that. Amen. See, Peter, when he stepped out of that boat, man, he literally had to think, step out of his old way of thinking because if he were to step out of that boat on the fear of sinking like he's done every other time, guess what he was going to do that time? He was going to sink and sink quick, fast, and in a hurry. Man, I, there ain't... Honestly, I still got to watch the way I think now, man. Because I begin to doubt, I, I really do. I begin. That's one of my biggest. That's one of my biggest things, man. Man, I doubt, man. I think, man, everything I've ever done in my life, man, I failed at it. I couldn't do nothing right. I was an all-state tennis player. dropped out of college on that, man. It. it I was. I, I not I wasn't too good in school, man. My my teachers passed me because I was an all-state tennis player. I was a good tennis player, man. I failed at everything. I failed at everything. And then the last six weeks of the semester, they were they were filming. They were going ahead and filming because. They didn't need me then because the, the sports season was already over. I was a failure. I was a drug addict. I was hopeless. That's the kind of thoughts that I had of myself. And they still try to come back. See, the enemy always trying to play on my mind. Always. Always. Man, I was telling, I was telling somebody, that, wow, wow. Wow, you know what? This guy told me today. He said, Ken, something is gonna pop up, man, and you're gonna use what's happening to me today. And I said, Think on him. I said, Man, no, I'm not either. But my goodness, he said, Man, I'm under a spiritual attack right now, spiritual warfare. And he was, Oh, I'm under spiritual warfare. I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. And I said, Hold on. I said, You think you're the only one going through spiritual warfare? I said, you just the only one running around here hollering about it, talking about you tired. I said, do you know that the enemy is listening to you talk about you tired, and you want to go do whatever it is you said you want to go do? Do you know the enemy listening to you? I said, you are not the only one going through spiritual warfare. you just the only one that looked like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, only one that looked like it. But see, here's what I need you to understand. See, you're more than a conqueror. It says you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer, but see, you're an overcomer in Christ. So in order to be an overcomer, you got to be in Christ, man. If you ain't in Christ, you can't be no overcomer. See, you can't do all things through Christ if you ain't in Christ. (laughs) That's the whole thing about it. That's why the very first line on that, the vision, the vision is to know Jesus, right? It's to know Jesus because if you come here and you miss Jesus, you'd have just missed it. And if you come in here and you don't catch Jesus, man, you just missed it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to go out there and you're going to bust your head to the white man. You're going to come back and we're going to say, hey, this time are you ready to get Jesus? Because I did it. I came in here and I got religious. And I, didn't, and I didn't have a relationship. Don't you know religion couldn't keep me sober? Religion could not sustain me. Religion could not do nothing for me but take me back into my addiction. I knew I, I knew it was religion once I got home because I put my Bible down. I knew it was a religion when I got home because I quit praying. I knew it was a religion when I got home because I quit seeking God. See what I'm saying? I, 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 I had a form of religion. See what I'm saying? I could look real spiritual. You see what I'm saying? I had a form of godliness, but I denied the power that could change my life. But see, when I came in here this time, when I came in here this time, see, I was tired of them knots. See, my head was split up into the white meat. I was leaking like a Puerto Rican. You could see the white meat across the top of my head. And I said, I'd had enough. I'd have had enough. <laughs> but get this this is the thing about it. This time I came to the home, and it wasn't that I have to know Jesus. No, I came into the home and said, oh, my goodness, I get to know who created me. Yeah. I get to know who holds everything together. I get to know. <laughs> Man, I think I got the wrong thing up here drinking, but I think I need to talk Chico real quick. Ellie. Go give me. <laughs> I'm just <playing> with you. <laughs> So number one is you must know that God is the one calling you, right? And number two, man, you got to step out of that old way of thinking. Yeah, that's thinking thinking you got. Step out of it. Step out of it. You better start replacing the lies of the devil with the promises of God. And the only way you're going to know that, man, is you got to start reading your word. If you ain't reading your word, you're going to be out of there too. You got to study to show thyself approved unto God. But you better study <laughs> to keep you from getting your head knocked off. <laughs> number three, man, you got to stay focused. You got to stay focused on the one that called you here. See, that's what the enemy love to do. He love to throw in distractions. He love to distract you. If he can distract you with any little thing, he can. not See, anything that God calls you to do, the enemy will try to distract you. See, you got to get your eyes, you got to keep your eyes on the prize, to get you to focus on, he tried to get you to focus on the problem. He tried to get you to focus on Facebook, Instagram. He tried to get you try to, get you to focus on your neighbor, the one sitting next to you. He tried to get you to focus on your kids' problems, on your wife, your marriage. He tried to get you to focus on your husband. He tried to get you to focus on all these things that don't really keep you. As a matter of fact, these are the things that if you're not careful, they can keep you from your destiny. And I know that some of you have a family. My wife don't keep can't keep me from my destiny. Actually my wife is my help me. She is my rib. I posted on Facebook the other day. She is my barbecue rib. She is the one that helps me and compels me and when I'm down, she picks me up. I love you baby if you can hear me. Mwah! <laughs> Get this. Get this man. There was this lady, right? She comes to the pastor and she goes, "Hey, I'm gonna leave the church today. He goes for what? He said she said, "Man, you got people in church gossiping. You got people sitting in church looking at Facebook. You got people on the worship team lying, sleeping around." And he goes, "Okay, okay, 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 okay. I understand. But before you leave, he gave her a, a, a glass full of water. The water was filled all the way up to the brim. Right? He goes." I need you to walk around this sanctuary three times and then come back and talk to me about leaving. So she walks around the sanctuary three times with this glass of water without spilling a single drop. She comes back to the pastor and he goes, so did you spill a drop of water? She goes, no. He goes, why? She said, because I was so focused on the water, I couldn't see what was going on in the church. She said, so you didn't see nobody lying? nobody cheating, nobody sleeping around. You didn't see nobody looking at Facebook. You didn't see nobody gossiping. She goes, no, I was focused on this water. So in order for you to do what God has called you to do, in order to make it to your destiny, you got to stay focused. Because some of us are getting knocked off off some crazy stuff. I done seen him leave over somebody saying a cuss word. I done seen somebody leave. I'm serious. Y'all think I'm playing, right? I'm dead serious. Because somebody talked crazy to him. I seen this one dude, he would start crying one time because somebody put him out the fundraising van because they didn't want to really go fundraising. So he was like, okay, you know what? You can stay here. And we tried to talk him back on the bus. And he said, "Ellie's being mean to me. At least being mean to me, I I just busted out laughing, I'm sorry. He's been what to you? And you're going to lead a ministry for that? Man, slap yourself twice. One for me and one for you because I don't want to catch no charge. (laughs) The devil wants you to focus on everything Everything but the very one that called you. He wants you to focus on everybody, everybody else but Jesus. See, Jesus is the one that called you out of the boat. He's the one that called you on the water. He's the one that's going to keep you. He's the one that's going to make sure that you make it to the destination. All you got to do is keep your eyes on him. All right? Can y'all agree with me on that one? Just keep your eyes on Jesus. For you people in the home, I'm sorry, I know, but get this. For you people in the home, man, look. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Quit looking at everything going around. I promise you, God has a blessing for you. He has a family for you. He has your family for you. He has your kids for you. Just stay put and know that He's Lord. Be still. There was this saying that they used to say when I was coming to the home stay, pray, and obey. Meaning, keep your eyes on Jesus. See, the enemy, he uses distractions to attack your faith. Because, see, it was, your faith, it was your faith that caused you to even step out on a boat. See, it was Peter's faith that even caused him to step out. And it was Peter's faith that caused him to walk towards Jesus, right? But it was the distraction that caused him to sink. The worship team can come on. I'm not going to be up here for very long anyway. Worship team, let me tell you something many are called to step out of the boat they are called to step out of normality they are called to step out of their comfort zone they are called to step out of insecurities they're called to step out of fear they're called to step out of discouragement they're called to step out of the old life they're called to step out of the old life many are called to do this but there's only few that choose to do this there's only few that choose to, to do what God has called them to do. Because they know that along comes the blessing, along comes the problems. Along comes the blessing, along comes the suffering. And everybody want to be blessed, but don't nobody want to suffer. Everybody want to go to heaven, but don't nobody want to die. Everybody want to be a leader, but don't nobody want to follow. Everybody want to be aligned until it's time to be aligned. Everybody want to be a king until it's time to do king things. Mm. Your royalty, your royal priesthood. He's calling each and every one of you to do something great for the kingdom of God. God. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. I'm going to let you in on another little secret. If you were to read the vision of the home, guess what it don't say? Getting you off drugs. I came here this one thing I realized when I came here it wasn't just for me to get off drugs when my mind changed when my mind was renewed drugs no longer became a problem at this point I had direction and my focus went from me even trying to quit doing drugs to me even doing drugs to me doing something for the kingdom of God see so the first thing on there is to know Jesus and then it's to make him known to a lost world to make disciples to preach the gospel to the drug addict the gay member, the criminal minded or anyone lost to plant victory home churches and drop in centers in every crime infested neighborhood for the lost and their families you ain't got time to get high you ain't got time to get high Man, I want to encourage y'all because I love y'all, man. I love y'all. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You are blessed. Your position in life is blessed right now. You are blessed. You are blessed. Man, let's go forward. Let's keep our eyes on the prize. Man, God is doing some big things here. I promise you. He's about to blow all of our minds. Like Elliot one time told me when I first came back to him, he said, Ken, man, you better stay put. Man, there's enough for all of us. There's enough blessings for all of us. All we got to do is stay put and do what God called us to do. Seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything else will be added unto thee. Yeah. Seek the kingdom of God. Live right. The, the, the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Right living. And he'll give you everything that you need. Amen. And when your heart starts to change, he'll give you your heart's desires. Because some of us, let's keep it real, some of our heart's desires right now ain't ready for what the heart desires. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Hey, look, man. I love y'all. I want y'all to stay in this thing. I want you to get out of that old way of thinking. I want you to believe and embrace that Jesus is the one that called you here. And I want you to stay focused. I want you to stay focused on the one that called you because the one that called you is the one that will keep you and he is the one that will get you to your destiny. Amen. Amen.
1: i don't... Yeah!